Hello and welcome back to the One Salty Grape podcast. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm Phil. And today we are joined by Ben, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, my name's Ben. And on today's podcast, we are going to be discussing depression and people's experiences with it and I guess the way people deal with it. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, yeah, so this uh, week's uh, episode is... um about depression and um, people's experiences it, experiences with it. Um, so we're joined by Ben, and uh, we, well, I've known Ben, we've known each other since we were four? Yeah, about that, yeah. 20, 20, 25 years. 25, 26 years, so yeah. a heck of a long time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very long time. Um, so, yeah, Ben, give us a bit of a background about yourself. Um, okay, yeah, so... Yeah, so my name's Ben. Um, sort of been sort of recently diagnosed with depression, as it were. Um, sort of only just recently, sort of just not um, faced it, but yeah, sort of admitted it and sort of sort of seek the help that I needed. Um, like I say it's been an underlying problem now for probably some time, um, but I guess sort of everything that comes ahead recently uh, through personal circumstances, and yeah, just sort of all escalated from there, and now sort of getting help for it and taking those next steps forward really so you wanted to obviously when you heard about us doing this podcast you wanted to kind of come on and share your experiences i think it's quite noble not a lot of people you know want to mm. i guess let the world know or let you know people know that they're going through like a bad time yeah, mentally yeah. and i have found it more prominent within society that people are coming out now it's an it's a positive trend i think like recently a lot like i know a lot of people my friends who suffer from depression and anxiety think that a lot more people are now more open yeah whereas it's not like kind of much of a stigma now yeah exactly so, yeah, 100%. there's a lot of campaigns for better now which is which is good because because um, the thing is in the in the asian community it's massive taboo it's yeah. like if someone's got depression or mental illness within the family they, they keep it locked up mm. make sure that no one talks about it or it's not discussed yeah um but now nowadays we're, we're seeing more like i don't know for example, seek charities that are yeah. trying to help within their own kind of community and actually tackle it on. Because sometimes the majority of this is actually just, just speaking about it or doing what we're doing now, just, yeah, just yeah. having a yeah, chat no, about definitely. it. Yeah, um, definitely. It's taking that step. Absolutely. It makes you feel better that, you know, they say, you know, like a weight off your shoulders, like a, a load shared, you know, between a couple of people. No, it definitely is. Like, the hardest thing is sort of admitting it to yourself almost and speak, getting that initial sort of conversation going like even if it is just going to see a GP or speaking to family like it's it's quite a daunting thing to begin with because if you don't know how people are going to react and you know sort of react towards you so yeah it is a massive thing just to take that initial step but once you do it's a real sort of weight off your mind really. So w- when did you first uh, come into these feelings uh, can you remember back when you know first like manifesting? Um, I think it's been sort of an underlying problem for quite some time but I've never really addressed it or you know not, yeah never really addressed it but it's been sort of like an underlying problem for for some time and obviously given sort of personal circumstances as of late um that's going on in my own personal life I, I think it's all sort of now come to the top of things and sort of really sort of announced itself almost what made you want to talk about it because i know a lot of people don't want to talk about it. what made you actively think right i'm actually gonna it's, talk about it and get try and get help myself yeah yeah no definitely it's it's good to talk like it's you know everyone does say yeah you know you need to talk about it because it's taking that initial step and it does help a lot 
just even talking to friends or yeah. just family or even like say strangers almost like it's just good to sort of talk and just get everything out in the open and sort of not be sort of worried about what people are going to think. I think that's a lot of thing that people worry about is absolutely the yeah. reaction they're going to get. Hundred percent. Yeah, because we Ben and I we have our own kind of WhatsApp group between two other guys. Yeah. Uh, so all four of us have been friends since the age of four. So, uh, we, so we're in that WhatsApp group and that's where you disclose to us that, you know, yeah. where you had, you like guys, I'm going through some um, mm. mental health issues and, you know, I've been diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I felt that, you know, obviously with Kyle being on the other side of the world, <laughs> I, I felt, you know, we'll, we'll kind of there for you and support yeah, you. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I, I know that you and I found that kind of men talking group. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is probably the next best thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like no, just, it's, just kind it's of. Good. It's good. It's you know it's a good thing to do. <laughs> Definitely like raise awareness of it. And like I say, it's becoming so. It's you know the biggest thing in young men, especially that you know, you know it's, it's a massive thing these days. I think that's the stigma though, isn't it? Like when you like young men these days will admit it, which is quite nice to see. Mm. Whereas back in the day you used to if a man yeah, yeah. if a man said that then they're like weak aren't they yeah yeah and definitely. that's it's that stigma is now not there which yeah is good. It, is, it is a good you, you, you had to get on with it but i i completely understand the fact that times are a little bit different back in the day whereas um i think now in this day is more than anything and like i said in previous podcasts with you mm-hmm. rose that um economics yeah has a massive impact it's, yeah. it's one of the factors you know like you, you look at job situation and the economy you know, if if that's and it's a big pressure nowadays. I mean, look at look at in the, look at back in the sixties. Yeah, the price of a house was very much the price of your yearly salary. So yeah. if you were like a baker or a factory worker, you'd yeah. probably be on five six grand a year yeah. back in the sixties. That was the same price as a house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. back in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. No, now look at the ratio. Now yeah, it's yeah. astronomical. It's ridiculous. It's like if you're on twenty grand a year in house. You know, especially where we live is what minimum three hundred. Three hundred. You're looking yeah. at. You look at the ratio. Mm. It's just disproportionate. Yeah, so you have those pressures there, yeah? and you have like pressures of like growing family, society, things you want, things you know like trying to push you, you know, trying to get yourself into a better place. And these can all kind of stack up. Yeah. And definitely. actually, and actually, yeah, kind of, does. kind of hit definitely. you, hit you hard. Which is why, obviously, in a previous podcast about how social media can make it worse. Mm, yeah, know? definitely. Well, so I, I personally don't do social media. Um, and haven't done haven't done for years. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight eight years I haven't been on any form of social media really. Wait, that's yeah, that's really Just good. Because like you know. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it, Ben's it, one, it, one of the rare exceptions of guys yeah, our age that like, doesn't have that any don't form have of social media. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't feel like the need to do it. Like so when did you, so you came off social media eight years ago? I'd say roughly yeah. I mean, why did you come off eight years ago? Did you just, feel it's not good for you mentally? Yeah, I mean, or? it just consumes so much of your life. That's like, that's true. It just sort of you know you're seeing like everyone else's lives and you like you know especially when you suffer from like maybe like depression or anxiety and things like you're seeing other people doing better than you and you know their lives um you know in the public eye and they're doing so much better than you are and you sort of think you know why isn't my life like that you know why haven't I got these things and. Absolutely. It all just stacks up, like you said. Everything just stacks on top of you, like everyday pressures. Really, you start to compare yourself to other yeah. sort of things. Yeah, definitely yeah. you do, and you know, as much as you say you don't, like psychologically, everyone, everyone does. Everyone does yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I, I think that we're all kind of uh, guilty on that, but <laughs> I think sometimes you know, like when we when we take a step back at it, and if we look at even celebrities, there, you think they've got a lot of power and a lot of wealth, yeah. Yeah. So let's take a classic example. Let's look at Amy Winehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Um, so she had the talent, yeah. undeniably but brilliant voice. Mm. Yeah, she could have been, um, you know, sensational even now. She was part of what Club Twenty Eight, 
Um, Club 27. So how old was Kurt Cobain when he died? 27, uh, 20, 28? 20, Jimi 20. Hendrix, 28? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're part of this infamous yeah. club of like guys that had so much potential but they mm. died very young yeah. at 28 years old. Yeah. Anyway, so she suffered from depression. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing anxiety. She had a yeah. cocaine addiction. Um, she talked about it in that song Rehab and yeah. then she took her own life, right? Yeah. Suicide. But you look at her on the surface, it's like, you know, fame, money, she knows all yeah, the celebs. Yeah, everything. But for her. The, the cracks in the foundation mm. went deep. You yeah, know? Um, and I think it's fair to say, yeah, social media gives a nice picture. Yeah, it's a, it's a facade. People to see, yeah. Exactly, but in the background, it's completely shattered. It's the same with the whole Caroline Flack thing. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which I think a lot. I think that case is now recently highlighted to a lot of people. How like behind closed doors you have no idea what's going on and no, that definitely. whole the whole issue with the C, no. was it CPS or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah. police and now yeah, they yeah. how they basically how they yeah the, basically and the media can be blamed for that as well it's like they, they made they made her guilty <laughs> before you know you actually are guilty yeah yeah of course yeah um, there's only this is the geek in me um, there's only one area within UK law where you actually have to prove your innocence. Um, so in UK law, you're guilty until proven. proven innocent. Yeah. Uh, but there's one case, and that is to do with the HSE, the health, uh, health, health, the health and safety executive. So if you're involved in like an accident in like, work mm. construction, yeah, yeah, you're considered guilty until proven innocent. You mean innocent until no, no, no. no. It's, it's actually you're considered guilty, and you have to prove oh. yourself innocent rather than the other way around. Uh, so, so you have to follow all the regular steps going forward. Exactly. Yeah. But. Um, no, you're absolutely right. This it's a good idea to come off it in in that sense. Yeah. No. Um, obviously, discussing the previous podcast, it does have its pros and again its cons. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, but you know, it depends how people use it. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah. You know, it could be like a you know a, a gun in the right hands could be a weapon of defense or it could be a weapon of attack. Yeah. Um, so, what were your what were your kind of internal feelings? You know, from if we look at it from a depression point of view. Um, like I say, I mean, it's your general mood and sort of how you feel in yourself yeah um, that's you know constantly feeling low or no motivation you get the anxiety with it um sort of like paranoia as well and you know all that just sort of goes around constantly in your head yeah like, yeah yeah that is the thing like you just can't switch it off even you know when you think you're going to sleep like it just then it's you know it's one of those things that it's like people say it's like a silent killer almost like yeah. it's just one of those things that's constantly there all the time no matter what you do like you know some days you wake up and you feel fine other days you you know can't even get out of bed okay like um I think someone I think Cameron said but someone described it as like when a car battery goes like the car works but without that battery it's knackered like that's what it sort of feels like you, you want to do things yeah yeah but you can't but you like, can't you just can't you can't going. bring yourself to do no, it. No, and that's the, that's the hardest thing. Is, but you know you, what, what you want to do, but you can't do it. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's... Um, it's Because obviously, like, you know, like you and I, obviously we, we probably haven't you know, um, faced anything like that, so it's very hard for us to uh, sympathise, obviously, because mm. we've been through it. Yeah. We can have a look at it and have a feeling what it may be like. It's, I guess it's like you're stuck in a massive rut. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, it it's like a, a hole you can't dig yourself out yeah, of, no, no matter how much you're like trying. You, you sort of get deeper and deeper in it, and I suppose the only way out is then to finally get help and yeah, exactly. support, sort of thing. So, um, where was your first port of call when you decided, like, you know, I need help and this is serious? Um, the GP. Um, just from GP and went and spoke to them and sort of told them everything and um, yeah they listened which was good and then they obviously then go down the route of prescribing you antidepressants or putting you in touch with like groups like there's a group called Calm which is sort of so I think it's a men only group 
um, sort of charity that you can talk to and they sort of run workshops or give advice on how to sort of deal with things. Yep. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. So yeah, mainly from the GP was the main point of call and going on from there. How do you find those groups like Calm? Because um, I've not heard any... I mean, I haven't um, used them yet. Uh, I mean, I look on the website and it sort of gives you like tips on how to do yeah. things. Um, but yeah, like I say, I mean, there, there are loads of groups out there, which is good. And you know, there are loads of resources out there for people. Yeah. So there are resources there for everyone to use, which is a very good thing. So, so, so you said that your GP was very um, kind of you know, attentive and listen, yeah. listen to your needs because I can imagine, you know, with the NHS being under pressured, mm. uh, you know, uh, understaffed, overworked. Yeah. A lot of people's experiences have been that they've gone to see the GP and the yeah. GP hasn't really cared. No. Or they, they just literally write them a script and it's yeah. like, next. That's what I was going to say. It, yeah. do, do, do you feel that them issuing you or prescribing you antidepressants is a kind of a easy get out? Do you think there's something else that they think that you think that they could do better? Like, yeah. um, I listened to a guy called Dr. Chatterjee, yeah? Mm. He's um, a GP, I believe. Um, he kind of appears on TV shows. Okay. He said that when he, when he looked after this uh, 16-year-old patient that was um, diagnosed with depression, mm. he thought to himself, what fucking 16-year-old has depression? Like, yeah. what have they got to be depressed yeah. about? Like, what, what worries, anxieties, yeah, yeah. pressures of life have they got to be at 16? I, mean, I know we all go for exams, and yeah, but there's, there's a lot more pressures out there. And uh, he said, right, I'm going to do like a, like a fridge biopsy, yeah? yeah? So he wanted to look at his lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to look at what he's eating, how much exercise he's doing, and uh, he really wanted to you know, pinpoint mm. aspects of his lifestyle. And he found a few things that he wanted to change. He told him... Uh, six months later he came back and he said he felt much 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 yeah. better yeah and he said right you want to continue on with this and then he told him about you know i want you to try you know if you can a minute of meditation because i know we're all busy in the morning we yeah. we find excuses and at the best of times we can't even get ourselves down to the gym or whatever mm. but he said you know just set aside just one minute one minute where you could be just sat in front of the tv watching mindless television just close your eyes and just breathe deep for one yeah. minute and a lot of people have said that using this technique has actually helped them um, yeah. kind of in the long run. Yeah. Just taking that minute out of, you know, what they call mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. Because mindfulness is a term that you hear a lot um, in this day and age. I don't know whether yeah. you, you heard it or yeah. not. And, and one thing I've noticed, and I don't know about your workplace or your workplace, mm. is that mental health is big, like, yeah, yeah. within, like, kind of company policy, yeah. saying, you know, pick up the phone, speak to someone. Yeah, we've now got a mental health well-being officer okay. thing. So, yeah. like... I've applied for it. It's like it's like someone to like that people can talk to and things yeah. like that, and you can just help other people, yeah. which is quite a cool thing. But then we've had like we have like days out in the week where we have like people coming to give us massages. Um, we have talks on stress. <laughs> I want to come where you work. <laughs> get a massage. Yeah, you have to pay a little bit. Oh right, right. of course. Four, yeah, four quid. For That's not bad. Fifteen minutes. That's good. That's pretty good. It's good. Yeah, not bad. It's a good massage as well. Nice neck, uh, nice neck, shoulder massage. Yeah, but then we have things like cycle, like cycle challenges, things like that, yeah. where people are encouraged to get outside and go for a walk and things like yeah. that, so they're not constantly stressed with the pressures of their job because yeah. it's it's high pressure stuff. Absolutely. So. After your GP gave you the antidepressants, yeah. how many tablets is it roughly? Or is um, they normally start you off on a course of say thirty days, and they sort of review how you get on within the first sort of in the first sort of few weeks. They right. sort of review how you get on because obviously there's so many antidepressants out there. Obviously, people react differently to them. Of course, yeah. So like, I've been on a couple before, and you know you have completely different reactions to them. Like some make you feel sick, 
Does that make you feel even worse? I was going to ask. I was going to ask so, how how they how do they work mentally? Is it a relief? Do you like? Do you know? Is it a release of like some chemical that yeah, triggers something like, in yeah, your brain? Yeah, like chemical imbalance sort of thing. So it just yeah. releases. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it just sort of helps to balance the brain out a little yeah. more and sort of certain things. Um, but yeah, I say. I mean, generally you do feel worse for the first few weeks while yeah. your body obviously gets used, gets to, used extra, to it. Yeah, extra sort of thing that you're getting. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people I say suffer from them differently, but but yeah, I mean, you know, antidepressants, you know is a way forward but then like I say there is other ways forward as well yeah. like, you know even exercise that's what I was in, that was my next point yeah um, do you do a lot of exercise do you enjoy I used to yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't so much anymore because um, I say I've been in this sort of whole sort of rut of things yeah. and find lack of motivation but yeah I mean even just going outside and even being in the sunshine is yeah. like a a big thing. Like, we said that last time didn't really we? Is. Massively like, yeah, yeah. Like yesterday I think it was sunny yesterday wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, yeah. Lovely. Like, you generally do feel a lot better like, um, I, I just wanted to point out the, the, there's a there's, an, there's a fourth being in this room and it goes by the name of Pablo as a dog. One thing I notice about Pablo is every time he wakes up, and I don't know if you notice it about your dog Tess here, yeah, mm. but when she and when he used to get up, when they get up, yeah. he stretches. Yeah, 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 yeah? yeah. We don't do that no, when no, we get up no, here. No, no. He stretches his front, um, his kind of front body and his back yeah, body. Sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. They sort of do that. And then I notice in the summer, he basks in the yeah, sun. Like yeah, he, yeah. he he will move around the garden wherever the sun is. Yeah. So naturally they do things that they know that are kind of good for you. Yeah, yeah. Like if, you know, if we, if we guys are thirsty, we think, oh, fuck it. I can't bother to get a bottle of water or whatever. Yeah. I'll drink when, you know, a couple of hours time. Yeah. When these guys are thirsty, they'll, they will go get. They'll go get and then yeah. Pablo will make a scene. And get yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. <laughs> say, let me outside. I want a drink of yeah, water. Yeah. So yeah. whatever comes natural to them or whatever feels, whatever they feel mm. like they need to do they'll do it yeah. us humans on the other end are just completely opposite no. so I this think that's because we have too much control over our thoughts nowadays yeah and I think you know, we're so consumed with like so you get up and just like right out the door straight away yeah. 100%. into the office or you know 100%. whatever you need to do mm. like, we don't take that time for ourselves but, yes. because um, speaking to um, the Sikh friend of mine he says that you know from a spiritual aspect our bodies are made of you know the five elements so I'm going to try and fuck this up. So wind, wind <laughs> yeah. yeah, earth, fire, water, and ether, yeah? Okay, yeah. All, all those aspects can be, like, connected to within nature. So have you ever walked on the grass barefooted or the sand? Like, yeah. feel the sand in your yeah, feet. Yeah. Feel the water around you. Like, do deep breathing. That's your kind of ether. Feel the kind of the wind on your face, you know? Mm. And... You know, when you do that kind of deep breathing meditation, you build up that metabolism and you get that fire, that that kind of feeling inside. When you start like kind of immersing yourself within nature, Mm. they say that a lot of these chemical imbalances in the brain um, kind of reverse and it becomes balanced. Because me personally, obviously I don't have any evidence of this, but I don't believe in this whole big pharma, like here's an antidepressant, you'll get better on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that the body has just become lost in its way due to kind of pressures and there is a way back to the norm. Yeah, and definitely. I feel, um, you know, we'll, we'll come onto this topic a little bit later on um, and we can discuss it and maybe we can share some tips and, you know, um, share some ideas how to make you kind of yourself feel better and how you feel better about yourself. Yeah. So after um, the 30 days, yeah. do you go back to the GP and get, another, get a review? Yeah, you, you're literally on a repeat prescription. You're on a repeat um, prescription. Generally, they say you should be on them for like at least six months. Six months. So it's a long time to sort of be on them. I mean, the, I've read reports that some people have been on antidepressants for years. Yeah, like I think people... 15, 20 years. Sort of like... Dependent. Yeah. And, you know, obviously at first I was always hesitant about going on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always wanted to try and sort of 
do it naturally, as it were, like by exercise, by yeah. doing things for yourself, things that you actually do enjoy doing. Do, do, um, you, do, do you feel like, so I'll, I'll mention this now because it's currently in the, in the news, so like coronavirus, mm. what actually, what, what is actually killing these patients is the symptoms yeah mm. so when you have a virus a virus is not really curable you can make a vaccine to make yourself immune yeah but there's no actual quote-unquote cure for viruses yeah. what happens is your body builds up an immunity and then if you ever catch that strain ever again um your it's body like, knows how to deal with it and then exactly but when the strain mutates that's when it becomes a new disease so what actually kills you is the symptoms so what i'm saying is that you know if you if you kind of firefight the symptoms you're not mm. actually killing the cause of it which is the, you know the coronavirus yeah. itself do you feel it's the same within like kind of depression and anxiety that you're you're just masking the symptoms by dishing out antidepressants but yeah. you're not coming to the root cause of what's actually causing yeah, that no, depression yeah no i think that is yeah like i say i think with gps it's a lot easier just to go you know take some antidepressants yeah. and you'll be okay sort of thing but like I say, you really need to get to the underlying root of it by speaking to professionals and then they can then... They can get... Because obviously it's not yeah. going to be an easy thing to talk about, no. is it? Obviously it so all stem, stems from somewhere. Yeah, but it's something knowing, sparked it, so they, they've got to work it out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, like I say, antidepressants is an easy way out for most GPs to say, like, there you go, these will make you feel better in, you know, X amount of months or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but then I say there are people there and then who depend on it because obviously they're so used to being on it like as soon as they stop that's when it all sort of comes back yeah, again it hits them. so it's yeah it's a hard one <laughs> have you ever had kind of suicidal thoughts just before yes yeah. yeah yeah i would say yeah yeah but let's say for me personally where i've got two children you know they that's what keeps me going a lot of time absolutely like, because i think you know watching that um <clears throat> Yeah, Tyson Fury documentary. I mm. think he said somebody was going to crash his car off a bridge. Yeah. And he said he thought about his family in the last kind of moments. Yeah. And there was his family that kind of pulled, pulled him back to yeah, the... Yeah, definitely. Uh, Family's a big thing. To, to the brink, yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, if you have a kind of a, a support system in it, place where people... Where you know that you are actually loved and, and, yeah, people, yeah, and you actually care about. Yeah. Because I think, you know, these days as well, I don't, I don't think people show themselves enough love mm. and that kind of TLC. No, and um, a lot of people think it's a kind of unmanly topic to think about. <laughs> yeah. that you don't tap into your feminine um, spirit. Because speaking about this, you've been reading the Bhagavad Gita, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, see, so yeah, Ben's been kind of reading into that. And you've kind of, have you learned like, a lot from it, would you I've say? I've read it for quite a while. You've read it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I have no idea what he's on about, so <laughs> you're going to have to fill me in. <laughs> so, so it's the um, it's an aspect of the Hindu scriptures. Yeah. Um, so Ben took an interest in kind of the spiritual world and kind of spirituality in Eastern kind of traditions because I think we can learn something from there. I guess maybe from studies show that, you know, as soon as society's developed again, capitalism, the pressures of making yeah. money as quick as you can has actually put a lot of pressure because obviously you see these cases of depression in kind of Western developed countries like the UK, Europe, mm. America, Canada, yeah. Australia. Um, even sometimes it doesn't matter. Like obviously weather helps. Yeah. You know, the more sunshine yeah, is, the definitely. more upbeat you are because usually, you know, if someone's going to come off depressants, and the, in the winter months, the GP usually tells them, wait till it's spring, summer. Mm. Then we'll look at, we'll review it to take you off then because you can get a you seasonal, get seasonal depression. Yeah, yeah, seasonal yeah, depression, yeah. I think yeah, it's a lot yeah. worse in, I say, this time of year. Absolutely, definitely. yeah. yeah. Why do you think that is, though? 
it's I think it's just the doom and gloom, isn't it? I just yeah, think like you know, it's darker and it's shorter yeah, days and all that. Yeah, it's yeah. generally yeah. not, not yeah. nice, is it? Yeah, especially. So, I mean, every day is raining. <laughs> it doesn't help, does it? <laughs> uh, no. Every um, every day is raining. It's dark when you wake up. It's dark when you come back from from work. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, no. There's, it doesn't help. Exactly. You don't get outdoor much. I mean, I, I think um, one of the Norwegian countries. Don't quote me on this. Has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Um, I think potentially Let's Sweden. Do Joe Rogan style. Let's do a Joe Rogan style. Uh, okay. Alright. Uh, Sweden. Just uh-huh. yeah, it's just the highest um, suicide rate. This is a weird thing to search. Ah, it's part of research. You've got no internet. <laughs> Great. Well, it's, okay, let's, let's we're down do it. On, we're down into it, down to mobile phones. Highest uh, suicide rate in the world. And it is... Okay, it's guana. <laughs> Where's wow. that? That is... So this, all this information has come from Wikipedia, so... Reliable? Very reliable. I think... Okay, so if we look at it from a kind of a breakdown, Europe Europe has the highest in the world. Yeah. Um... Yeah, guana is in South America. Um, but then, is that a poverty like place? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, is I it mean, where they've what, got more? Is it where they've got more struggles than we do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if we look at the top ten, um, you have guana, Lesotho, <laughs> Lesotho, in Africa, Russia, Lithuania, Suriname, Ivory Coast, Kazakhstan. Equatoria, Guinea, Belarus, South Korea. That surprises me, that list. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I mean, your Sweden was nowhere near. <laughs> Sweden is nowhere near here. I, would, I bet it's bottom rock bottom. I was going to say, wasn't Sweden ranked one of the most happiest countries yeah, in the world? Yeah, I think a lot of Scandinavian places are. Yeah. Am I getting my... Um, I think you're getting your facts wrong. My facts mixed up. <laughs> this, is why we, this is why you never buy into like fake news, guys. Always do your research. Because it's... I'm pretty cause like the Scandinavian countries have like sovereign wealth, don't they? Yeah. They're really well off, oh. and I'm pretty sure that's why they're so happy. Yeah, they sort of look after their people, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're like some of the happiest places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got your facts wrong. I think I got my facts uh, facts yeah completely wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the top ten there. Like, yeah, if you look at the top ten bar. Like, yeah, if you bar Africa, South Korea, and... apart from South Korea. Um, every one of those countries, I would say, is less Dem- economically developed. Yeah, because if you, well, if you look at, I mean, Russia's a, <laughs> Russia's a big country. I mean, there might be pockets of wealth in like Saint Petersburg yeah. and um, uh, other countries towards the west. But if you look, if you look at how far it expands to the yeah, right, yeah. you know, there, there could be areas that are completely, um, you know, in, yeah. uh, you know, un, you know, financially not supported by um, the central government. I would have said Russia is quite developed, though, in comparison mm. to ninety percent of that list. I don't know. I haven't really looked much into Russia. I know that they they've got a heck of a lot of sanctions from the US oh, and uh, Europe. Me. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's what it is now. There's no real such thing as kind of foot war, is it? It's just sanction yeah. war, isn't it? Um, so, you, Ben, you were saying that you've been put on new treatment today. Yeah, yeah. I started a new sort of uh, antidepressant today because um, I didn't get to on too well my previous one. Um, so yeah, they, like I say they they try them several before you find the one that's sort of right for you and 
you know, has less side effects on yourself personally. So what kind of side effects were you facing? Um, before, um, it was a lot of, um, sort of sickness. Um, so vomiting and things yeah, like that? Yeah, and just generally just not feeling great at all. Um, you sort of feel worse in yourself as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, there's, you know, pros and cons to all of them. Um, but it's just finding that one that, that does work for you. So um, obviously I started one today, so I just have to see... See the course of See it. See how it goes, really, yeah. And how long do you think it takes to kick in, like the effects? It takes about sort of anything after three weeks to sort of for your body to get used to it, and then you know you start sort of feeling better, as it were. Absolutely. So, so have you tried other methods um, of like you know like breathing or meditation and things I've like that? Through stages of yeah, like you know using let's say you get apps these days on your phone, yep. like. Um, you know, trying those and mindfulness is really good. I don't know if you've heard that. Mindfulness or Headspace? Headspace I use quite a lot. Yeah, um, I like Headspace because that you know it is good. Um, sort of gives you breathing techniques that you can just do throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. before like going to bed because that's the, that's the worst time. Is sort of trying to switch switch yourself mm-hmm. off almost. I think that's what we said in the first podcast mm-hmm. is that n- none of us switch off no. anymore. Like we will literally no, be on the phone yeah, you, you until. Do. Right before you go to bed, yeah. set your alarm, go to bed without taking that time to switch off. Yeah. So, so, so you would give your children a routine before bed, yeah? Yeah, you do. You would never, you'll never have them have your routine? No, no, no. So, <laughs> so my point to Ro in the previous podcast was um, we do that to our children yeah. or we expect to do that to our children. Yeah. Why don't we do it to ourselves? No, I know. Um, they yeah. say, you know, you should give yourself that hour or so just before you go to bed without... You know, phones, TV, just you know, to just switch to, off. Yeah, just to sort of relax your body, I guess, is where sort of wind down. So, so one thing Ro and I have been doing for the past couple of days is looking at our, obviously, past couple of weeks as well, is looking at our digital balance. Yeah. So yeah. it shows that how much screen yeah. time we've done, how much kind of WhatsApp time, etc. Yeah. And a couple of days ago, you I got an ch- hour. I was, ch- I spent an hour, like, yeah. I think I'm, total. Yeah. I, this was an. I think I got to about an hour and a half. Yeah all day that's pretty good yeah. I, did, I did about three hours 15 yeah. that's the thing though you don't sort of realise I mean you pick up your phone you sort of scroll but then before you know it you end up you end up keep on yeah, going back yeah and I think that's sort of you know from I my point of view that's what I struggle with like you sort of do you just tend to just it's a little hidden addiction isn't it it because is like yeah. people, you it wouldn't is. identify it as an addiction no. but what it, it is like then yeah. you, you can't like not just go oh let me quickly check my phone yeah. you're constantly Check, check in, come see, oh, let me put you go on this. Then and then check Instagram and, and do this. Website. Yeah, it, it does. So, so currently now, what's your physical activity? You go to the gym, you play, playing golf still? No, no, literally it's just doing the school run. Just doing the school run. <laughs> like, that is my, that I, is my activity. I, I do find with the with the gym, you do need a gym partner to keep you motivated. Yeah. For, 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 yeah, for, yeah. for, for first thing, because yeah, it does make all the difference. Because when you do have a session, um, so... One of the guys at the gym I go to, and it's called the gym. Yeah, uh, so other gyms are available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I hooked up for one session with uh, Max. He's one of the PTs. And I yeah. said, "Oh, when are you doing? Uh, shit, what are you, we did shoulders, shoulders. Yeah? yeah, shoulders." And I had the best session with him, and I haven't had a session like that in years, yeah. honestly. Because obviously, he's giving you new ideas, and new ways to keep you motivated, and mm. because you were someone that, because usually you would give up on this weight, but if you have yeah. someone there shouting, you say, "Come on, you can do yeah, it." Yeah, it's yeah. that motivation. It, yeah, re- it really does push you and drive you. Definitely. So. Um, you know, if if you are get, going to the gym, get yourself a gym partner. And obviously, right now, like I don't have a partner. I don't think you have a partner yeah. either. Like yeah, you, you well, just you just like you just rock up right and see who's kind of there. Yeah, like I'll train with obviously Wicks and that. Yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. But 
like this morning, I was there eight a.m. Was there with Wick Rowan, good session. But then during the week, mm. it's like, oh, is anyone going to be there? Yeah. Are they training the same thing? I've sort of fallen out of it now. Like, yeah. I go what I trying. I used to go five days a week without yeah. fail. Now I'm going back down to like three or four. But that's all you need, right? Yeah. But then I've replaced it with things I enjoy a lot more now. Yeah. So I've just started Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Yeah. Back into my kickboxing. Yeah. Back into football. So it's just get, I'm still doing some physical yeah, activity. Yeah, I'm still doing still something. Busy, yeah. But then I've noticed in myself I'm naturally more energetic now. I yeah. feel a lot more upbeat yeah. rather than like tired, lazy, not when, <laughs> when I'm not at the gym. Yeah, definitely. So, so with the with the depression, mm. do you do you get anxiety with that yeah, as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. is do, do, would you say that there are certain triggers to your anxiety? Not really. No, I mean you just generally. I think it just all comes like from any sort of scenario. Like even like sometimes even going out to public places. Like sometimes like like say I mean recently I've just been in my house. <laughs> like apart from doing the school run, I wouldn't go and see anyone. But now I'm sort of making a conscious effort of doing things like trying to actually get out of this slump almost. So it's about literally just picking yourself up and going right. You got to do something now. Taking action yourself yeah, and yeah. actively going right. Yeah, I'm going to tackle this head yeah. on. That's what you got to do. I think you know you suffer so long just not doing anything, then you sort of reach a point where you think, no, I've, you just got to do it now. So would you say like beforehand, before you decided to tackle it head yeah. on, you would you would think like, right, I need to do something. Yeah. But then you were like, you would be, right, I'm going to tackle it. But then you yeah. maybe got distracted by something. Yeah, yeah. A lot more. You, you find easy. it easier not to do. It. Yeah. Like, every day I'd say, you know, oh, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to. Go, go out on a bike yeah. go and go for a run but then you think then that day comes and you, oh no it's a bit short, you know a bit rainy outside I'm not going to go out today yeah oh, I just put the TV on and then you know like a few hours pass and then you can't do anything yeah, you, right, you sort of get consumed and it's yeah. just yeah I think it's about initially taking that step going right yeah it's something needs to happen like you need to break that cycle so you just need to get up and just go right right I'm going to do it yeah. yeah and um, it's good as well to have people there to sort of talk to as well yeah um to like say motivate yourself almost like like having a gym partner absolutely like you need someone there to sort of see, keep going you know yeah like, like talking like, to you in general yeah, yeah, and, yeah um someone said to me the other day like just set yourself small milestones yeah like then, realistic ones that you yeah, can actually hit and then hit. like you build up like so yeah it's just about sort of doing little things each day and then before you know it you've built up yeah. and then you can be like alright let's try a day without the yeah. tablets let's try two days without the tablets yeah definitely keep, keep building yeah. up I guess yeah, but obviously you've got to seek yeah. professional advice before you start. Because yeah. sometimes if you take yourself off them, yeah, then you Yeah, you've got to see what the doctor says. Go back to square one, and it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, because I suppose any little thing can then trigger it, can't it? Like, yeah. say you took it off, you might be more prone to... Yeah, of course. ...to yeah. something, like, something else happens, and you get, that hits you back a little bit yeah, further yeah, than it would. Yeah, of course, it can set you back, definitely. Yeah. Would you say there's there's any kind of depression or mental health within the family that you've recognised? Um, like cousins, brothers, sisters, um, or mum and dad? Would you not recognize? that I've noticed, no. Um, but then, I guess, like, you know, my, my brothers and stuff, they're a lot older than me, whereas they're part of that generation that never really experienced it, or it was so open. Like, say, when my brothers and sisters were growing up, like, it probably wasn't a, a massive thing. It's only, like, sort of the last few years, really, that it's now become, like, a massive campaign like yeah uh, that's one thing that always like kind of made me wonder like where did that kind of start from um 
because li- it honestly it literally just come out of nowhere. It, it was like mental health was suddenly a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good, obviously. Now that's highlighted in the way it is, mm. and hopefully it stays forever. Yeah. Um, and I, I think more does need to be done to tackle it. Yeah. Because you know, across uh, across here, there's a there's a old old folks home, and it's uh, especially for people with dementia. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like you know the government can do a lot more mm. because you know. I find it surprising that something like, um, you know, Cancer Research UK mm. is not funded by the government at no, all. No, yeah. You know, and uh, it's all funded by, you know, normal people like yeah. us that yeah, actually yeah. contribute to the charity. Yeah, definitely. People doing kind of racing activities mm. or... Um, like race for life and things like that. Charity events yeah. or skydive or things like that. You, you know, there's more pressure now on the government mm. to, um, you know, fund mental health. Do you think we'll see more funding towards mental health? I'd like to think so, yeah. Because like I say, any, before, you, you know, you had like the Samaritans, which again is a, another, you know... charity, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, before that, that was the only people that I've ever heard of. But mm. now, sort of going through it, uh, there's so many charities out there and sort of people are doing it themselves. Like, I say this one called Calm, which is like a men's sort of only sort of thing. Um, and, I, and I think it's important to have that because I think, you know... The, the, there are a lot of support groups for you know women that go mm. through you know like domestic abuse yeah, and yeah. Uh, aspects like that and I, I feel like you know until you know you and I searched it up yeah. there, there aren't many groups for men or um, no, it's not well publicised yeah or, exactly it's not commonly out there no, is it no. it's not like easily accessible no. where you can be like so if you're like losing weight you've got weight watchers you know yeah. that's there yeah yeah if you think right men's mental health yeah what nothing springs to mind no no, so there's nothing really. But like if you think about it, really, what does anything bring to your mind? No, nothing. <laughs> Again, nothing. Um, I, I don't know whether we, whether because, I don't know, we think that we have our own support networks in a way. Um, but I think that's what, I think that's one of the reasons why men's mental health is on the rise, mm. like issues is on the rise, is because that there isn't that easily accessible... No function and then people think they have to rely on themselves all that weight is on their shoulders yeah. sort of thing yeah so like, absolutely and i think it's really good the fact that like the uh the wbc heavyweight champ of the world yeah. is someone yeah, that's yeah. been through mental health issues and he highlights it on you know regular posts and he makes it like something that people listen to yeah. and because of his status and where he's at so we're on about tyson fury here um, he basically makes it well well known that it is yeah, a serious yeah, thing yeah. and it is okay to talk about it, you know? I think he's a really good example mm. because he's obviously been, he's been through the worst, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done really well, hit yeah. rock bottom, and then he's gone right back up. Yeah, just yeah. Battle like, Deontay yeah, Wilder. It's, like, it's like a Hollywood movie, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. You could, couldn't really uh, write it. No, yeah. But it's, it's good that he's out there and he's actually using this opportunity to... His status. His status to, to yeah. help people. Yeah, definitely. It is a good thing, definitely. So, so do, do you um, do you find um, that helpful? The fact that it's kind of out there in the media. It's that, good that uh, it's now highlighted, yeah. Because you know people like himself. Because obviously he went, like you said, he won everything. Yeah. He, he thought, I've got no more purpose left. Mm. His purpose vanished, and he thought, what use am I left? Mm. And that's obviously his reasons why. I mean, he did say he, he, he's been battling mental health for a while, yeah. but it bubbled to the surface yeah, at yeah. that specific point in his life where he achieved, you know, he did de- pinnacle. Exactly. He yeah. dethroned the king of boxing, you know, Klitschko, yeah. and he thought, I've done it. What, what, have I, what else have I got to do? Yeah. So he went off on a wild one, and it just, it just made his kind of state, state yeah. worse. Mm. And then obviously he 
put on a lot of weight, mm. but then, you know, he found himself to a place where I think, you know, that point where you think like, right, enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. I've got to dig myself yeah, out of this hole. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know what treatment he went through if he went on antidepressants or whether he just had like a really good support group. Yeah, but no idea. What, so have you spoken with Calm, the, the, the group? Yet, have no. you been to them? No, not yet, no. Um, but, you know, I will be. Um, seeing how that goes. Um, but sort of going back to that Tyson Fury thing, though, I mean, you know, obviously when you're a celebrity, you've got everything on hand, haven't you, almost? So, exactly, yeah, um, yeah. You know, like I say, he went through drugs, drink, like obviously everything was so accessible to him. So I think, you know, it's, it's a lot harder for celebrities. <laughs> you are teetotal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, you joined the club. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the holy trinity of teetotal. Yeah. Teetotals. Yeah. Right, that's a bit of a rare exception. <laughs> I was going to say, in... I'd say a lot of people that I know who struggle with it do it yeah. as well because they drink a lot as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they struggle with it yeah. due to drinking as well. They think that they'll have that temporary happiness. Yeah, it's a temporary fix. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. W- w- why don't you drink? I just don't drink, don't see the point. And you don't find social pressure from that? No. Okay. Why don't you drink? A uh, couple of reasons. Firstly, it, it tastes vile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, secondly, it's part of my code of conduct not to consume alcohol yeah and um thirdly i find you know what i find alcohol yeah one of the biggest burdens on this fucking society yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah. yeah you go out on a friday saturday night or whatever yeah, yeah. police are babysitting drunks yeah. oh yeah? don't get me started you know, babysitting yeah. drunks. In the nhs as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you walk in a and e on a saturday or sunday forget about it if you've got a genuine serious you know they, have, they should start paying like you know because that money that they waste of like mm. NHS time and things like that yeah. could actually be reinvested into mental health support yeah, yeah. systems and things like you that. You think you've got the cost of an ambulance going out, the two members of staff, yeah. and uh, I mean, sometimes they're out for an hour just dealing with one person who's had yeah, too much to drink. Yeah, so. and there's like stomach pumped, and yeah. it's like, yeah. if it's like self inflicted, like drugs, alcohol, mm. yeah, I think it should yeah, pay yeah. for it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, like, you know, if you can handle your alcohol, fine yeah. you know but to the point where you're excessive and you become ill yourself or you start mm. beating up other people but the other problem ben is that i don't like about alcohol is that it's a massive stigma within our community mm. like one time when i met this guy he goes oh you're a seat you're, you're a seat guy i'm like yeah yeah yeah. he goes oh you guys are known for being drink you you drink loads right but like i went to this one asian party and there was like loads so much whiskey you drank so much whiskey and i'm thinking that's a fucking terrible thing to be known for yeah like, to yeah. be known to no, be definitely. drunks yeah you know it's quite a common thing though isn't it it is. I mean, and, and they, they make it, um, you know, like when you go to like parties and uh, social media, it's like, it's Dead. good to be drunk. It's a manly alpha thing to be drunk. Yeah. You know? Holding um, the bottle of whiskey in yeah. one hand. Oh. Yeah, the bottle of Grey Goose in the other. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's seen it all, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, well, when I was younger, I wasn't going to lie. Yeah, I did use that a lot and sort of drink a lot of that. Hmm. Um, you know, personal reasons, obviously, for, you know, my dad, he's, you know, suffered with alcoholism as well. So that's the main reason why I don't drink anymore because yeah. I've seen the effects that it has on people first hand and it don't just affect one person it affects everyone it affects you know whole absolutely. family units and so, even friends as well absolutely it, it affects so much more people so so you've seen it as an effect within you know your family as a, as a personal yeah, thing yeah, definitely. I've seen it as an effect on, on a community thing yeah. and obviously my um, my grandfather as well like he used to drink a lot as mm. well back in the day and then you know when you're like when you're, I don't know, six, seven years old yeah. and your grandfather comes home like pissed yeah. and like so drunk and you don't know why, like yeah, why yeah. it's happening. Yeah. And you think like, 
why would someone want to do that to themselves? Yeah, yeah. it would be out of control. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I guess in, in, in a way, all three of us have got our kind of own personal kind of yeah. reasons. And it, and it is to do with like, you know, we recognise that, you know, it is a bad thing. And it, mm. it, obviously the, 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 the situations we've seen is excessive use. Yeah. But like anything in life, you excessively, you know, misuse it. It could it could be detrimental and kind of fuck you up. Like everything's good in moderation. Like yeah, people want to drink, have yeah, a drink. Exactly, but, but that's the thing. In no la- limits. Yeah, exactly. exactly. In in last week's uh, podcast on uh, veganism, yeah. I said it's good to have a balanced uh, meal. Mm. Yeah, so like maybe two three days you go meat free. Yeah, you know, one or two days you just have a bit of fish and don't overdo on the red meat, for example. Yeah. And when you have that kind of balance in life, because I always talk about uh, this balance, mm. yeah? So, and bringing it back to kind of depression and mental health, although easier said than done, obviously I haven't yeah. really suffered from it. It's all about kind of bringing your, like, kind of spiritual aspect back into balance. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to talk about the parts where, you know, the, the, the non-medical world. Mm. So the medical world, how, they, how it works, obviously... They work on evidence-based. Yeah. They want to see stats. They want to see studies. They want to see reports. Mm-hmm. If the reports suggest X, they will go with that narrative. Yeah. Okay. So there is no reason for them to believe in something like you know our breathing will help. Mm. You know, because there's not a, there's not a study done on it. No, no, of course. Also, this is going to go into conspiracy, and I can see Ro, Ro rolling his <laughs> eyes there. Um, if I'm giving you something for free, you're not going to make money off it. So if I'm telling you, Ben, that you can cure yourself of depression by breathing. Yeah. And let's say if it actually works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pharmaceutical companies are losing money out on yeah, you because they, so, they yeah. see you as an asset. Yeah, they see they, you as, yes. They yeah, see you as, oh, you know, Ben's got this, but yeah. we got money to make it out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they're producing all these antidepressants and they're pushing that narrative down on the NHS. Mm. So this is going into kind of conspiracy territory. Yeah. Anyway, so you know what I mentioned before about our bodies being made up of five elements? Like... One weekend, just literally go out into the forest. Because do you remember when we used to go on bike rides yeah, after yeah. the end of every summer before yeah, school? Like yeah, yeah. we will go on bike rides. We used to be out there climbing yeah. trees, getting fucked up. Yeah. Um, in that sense, not yeah, the other <laughs> sense. Not, not, <laughs> not the other sense. Just kind of, just kind of being kind of one with nature. But I'm being gonna kids. <laughs> exactly just just being kids and kind of yeah. being off you know iPads and well we didn't really have them back then anyway. No, we didn't. We had a PS One or PS Two. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I mean, we could still play hours and hours. But I mean, we had we had a nice balance, didn't we? Yeah. Like we were down at that um, old school playground every yeah, yeah. day, you know, in the summer, yeah, after school, ha- yeah. having a kick around or whatever. But one thing I would mention for you to search up is this guy called Wim Hof. Ah, uh, Wim Hof's good. Wim Hof, okay. So he's a um, Dutch fella. Um, they call him the Iceman. Okay. Uh, uh, did I mention him to you? Uh, possibly. You mentioned so many people to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, search this guy, search that guy. One thing, like with the with, with Wim Hof, how do you say his name? Wim Hof. <laughs> I've watched, um, watched Yes Theory. They've done a video of him. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't know if I sent you the other video that they did. Yep. Um, but they're really good like that. You can just sit down. I watched it with my mom. We just sat there, watched it, and he was like yeah. explaining how the breathing works and how it helps and different yeah. breathing techniques. And you can physically see someone just by changing their breathing, mm. how mm. that like one of them had a fit because of yeah. the way his breathing changed because he was like consuming so much oxygen or something like that. I, I think he did that wrong. Was that one of the videos? This guy goes had a seizure. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did it wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. Okay, so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Um, go away. I, 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 I say to you, try them because they're free. Um, they only take five, ten minutes. Yeah. Just find five, ten minutes where you're not really doing anything. Think, right, I can do this. So 
Wim Hof, they call him the Iceman. Yeah. He's climbed Mount Everest, okay. Kilimanjaro in shorts. They did that in that video as well, just saying. He just did it in shorts, yeah. Um, and it's all controlled through his breathing and his mental state. All for his breathing and mental state. Yeah. Um, he's got the world record for swimming under a sheet of ice, 60 meters he swam. Okay, yeah. So that's a one, pretty much a length of an Olympic sized pool and plus 10 meters. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he holds a world record for that. And I think he ran a half marathon in the Arctic circles in his shorts. Um, so over that, it? exactly but it's the breathing that, yeah. that that is the key so he basically says that his method is it's called the Wim Hof method <laughs> is to breathe 30 breath cycles but yeah. deep like <sighs> what happens is over those 30 breaths you're causing oxygen enrichment yeah. and what he wants you to do is that on your last breath you breathe it all out and he wants you to just hold and in that hold, he wants you to relax your whole body. Right. And like, you'll feel tingling in your fingers. Okay. And you'll feel like... It's really hard to describe. You'll feel like, you know, in Hindu mythology, they talk about chakras or energy centers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like right down the center of your body. Mm. You'll feel something around your kind of navel. Yeah. You, honestly, you, you'll feel it. <laughs> and um, after, a f- after like a minute or so, you let the breath back in. Yeah. You breathe normally and then you go for round two. The whole idea of this is to cause your body stress. Uh, what he says is the, the the reptile mind, the crocodile mind. Like you get in that pre- prehistoric kind of um, way about yeah, you. They sort of shut their bodies down, don't they? Like through breathing. Exactly. Yeah. So what happens is he's trying to access the auto, um, uh, the atomic auto. Sorry, the atomic um, nervous system, right? It's the part of the nervous system that yeah. we don't really have a conscious control over. Okay, yeah. So like, you know, breathing, for example, yeah. our bodies automatically do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah? Um, our heart beating. Yeah? yeah. We don't have any control of that. Uh, you know, our gut digesting and moving the food down. We don't have any control no. over that. It's all part of the autoimmune, um, the auto nervous system. Mm. So what he's saying is this breathing technique yeah, helps us access uh, this part of our um, uh, nervous system. Yeah. And then we can actually stress our own body and we can actually get that dopamine and serotonin hit. Because they say people with depression don't, that's what they're lacking essentially. Those those neurotransmitters, those happy hormones, yeah? Yeah, He's saying when you do this method, he goes, you can overcome your depressive state Mm. and uh, actually come out of it. So I really want you to give this a go. Yeah, no, I, be, yeah. I want you to give this a go. Yeah. And, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, We're not doctors. <laughs> someone will wake you up. Um, yeah, no, just 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 give it a go. I mean, like, what, what have you got to lose? It's, it's free. It's not going to cost anything, and it's actually good for you. So yeah, if you, yeah, no, true. As long as you yeah. don't have a seizure or pass yeah, out, yeah, yeah. then. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had a seizure from breathing, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I advise you to give, and I advise you to give that a go as well, Ro. You know? Yeah, maybe. So it's just taking time to just look after yourself, I'm, isn't it? Like, I it's mean, giving yourself that time, isn't it? I think we get consumed by our day-to-day lives to the extent that we don't make that time for ourselves. No, like, definitely. Like we've made time for this. We'll go out and make time for yeah. like cooking dinner. We'll make time for sitting watch yeah. TV, but we won't make time to. Just sort of setting yourself on Yeah. I mean, this has taken us a long time to actually even get into this stage of kind of recording and getting guests on. Yeah. We, like, we've done pretty well. Yeah, we've done quite well. Absolutely. So... Oh, oh what were you going to say? Okay, I was going to ask you a question. How do you show yourself love? Fuck. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> Deep question. Uh, I don't know. I don't give myself enough time. I wouldn't say I do. But then isn't going to the gym sort of showing yourself... 
Yeah, I guess. Depends how you, but then, depends how you define it, doesn't it? Yeah, because that's what I say. I say to... Because I went to the pub yesterday at lunch with work. Yeah. And we were just talking about like our work-life balance sort of thing. And they were like, well, every night before I go to bed, I'll shut off for an hour, they were saying. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, well, what do you do? I was like, well, I'll come home, eat, and then I'll go to the gym, or I'll do some form of exercise. Mm. I'm like... To me, that's my thing. But yeah. They're like, you're actually doing something. You're not, like, resting. Yeah. I just, I don't rest. I always yeah. do something. So, like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's me taking time out to myself where I don't have to yeah. think about anything. I can just do that. Yeah, that's how, that's I guess, how you define it. Yeah. It? Yeah, I guess what so. What do you do then to... Um, meditate, Wim Hof, breathing. Do you? Yeah, I do oh. it every morning. I do two rounds. Two rounds of it. Yeah, but I want to increase the rounds, obviously, because I've recently started getting into it. Yeah. Um... See, this this is probably a subject for another time, yeah. But you know, you know, like the religion of like the you know the Sikh religion, yeah. Yeah. They tell you what the scripture is, and you can literally be doing lip service by reading, you know, the the poetry. Mm. But you know, what do you actually get from reading it? I mean, obviously, you get a lot from reading it. But what I'm saying is like. How do you access that part where the gurus are trying to tell you to access? Because we don't get taught that. We don't get taught meditative practices within the Sikh religion. I don't think you get taught meditative practice anywhere unless you go to actively looking for that. It, well, exactly, because a lot of people just you know, brush it off as you know, hocus-pocus fairy you mm. know, um, stuff mm. that oh, it doesn't work. It's just all you know, for hipsters. You know? I think we need Russell Brown to talk us about that. Russell, if you're listening, come on the podcast. Well, he, he does, he does uh, Kundalini yoga. Yeah, exactly. And he's got the Kunda, he's got the Sikh Kunda on the back of his arm. Yeah, Have you yeah, seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, really, he's big time into Kundalini yoga. Um, so that's, that is the yoga practice that is predominantly carried out by, um, you know, have you heard of those H3O Sikhs in America? The white ones? No. White Sikhs. <laughs> No. It's a, basically, it's a congregation of white Sikhs, but they predominantly do this type of yoga they in their practice. Of, okay. Um, obviously, you know, like you have different sects of different... You, yeah. you have a religion, then you have different sects within the religion that have different practices. Yeah. These guys, I mean, they, they are quote-unquote Sikhs, but they heavily practice yoga. Yoga. Whereas mainstream Sikhs say yoga is a Hindu practice, yeah. and we want to distance ourselves from that, which is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's just the identity thing, isn't it? Just people, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> For another podcast. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But, but, Let's but, bring this back in on topic a little bit. We've waffled a little bit. <laughs> no, nah, we've covered some good points. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to rein it back in a little bit. You said you also have anxiety. Mm. How do you deal with that? Because, oh wait, let's ask Phil actually. Hello. Do you get anxious? Do you have anxiety and things like that? Um... No, not really, because the way I deal with Wim Hof. The, the way I de- the way I deal with anxiety is you have to tell yourself that you are not in control. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean by that is, have you ever you've heard of the brand North Face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Face is based on a rock side um, of a mountain mm. in. Um, uh, fuck, what's that park called in California? The National Park? Yeah. Yosemite. Yosemite, yeah. It's, it's a rock face in Yosemite National Park. When I went there last year, when you see North Face, you look at it and you're like, fuck, wow. Yeah. Like, honestly, there's no words I can describe to you apart from go see it yourself. Yeah. And when you see El Capitan, which is another rock side of a mountain, yeah? Yeah. You look at it and you think, fuck, wow. Like, it makes you feel really insignificant. Mm. Um, 
Now, when a lot of people say, and you, Ben, you might find this when you try the Wim Hof method, yeah, yeah, yeah. you might find yourself distracted a little bit. Yeah. Which is why I feel his method is really good because you know when he tells you to breathe, yeah. he really makes you um, uh, exaggerate the breathing. Okay. Like, yeah. Because one thing in yoga practice I tell you is to stop your mind wandering, yeah. co concentrate on the breath. Mm. That's what they say, and I, th I feel the Wim Hof method helps you do that because you're breathing so you know um, extravagantly. Yeah. Anyway. When you do normal breathing meditation, your mind wanders, yeah? You start yeah. thinking about all sorts, yeah? But when you look at a natural beauty like El Capitan or mm. the North Face, yeah? You, your mind is empty and you just stare at that grand um, image yeah. in front of you. It's like you're in the, um, how to describe it? within the cosmos yeah yeah and you feel that you are part of it but you're very insignificant part yeah, of it you're just a little grain, just a little grain of it when you realize that you're just something in a massive kind of cog like mm. that it makes all your worries kind of disappear mm. yeah so that, that's how i deal with the kind of aspect of anxiety i also deal with it yeah the other way i deal with it is to know that if if you're a fish in a water flow yeah yeah and you want to go against the water flow. So I've talked about this with you before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get anywhere. But if no. you go with the flow, yeah. because the flow is literally the flow of life. Yeah. You can't blame life for the direction it's going in. What it's about it's just going. <laughs> 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 well, they're, they're the masters that have overcome their consciousness uh, to go against it. But I mean, they, they still have to. They still put yeah, effort into battle, it. Yeah. It is yeah, a battle, yeah, yeah. and. It makes your life more easy if you just go with the flow and just accept that things that happen in life yeah. happen in life. Yeah. There's another saying where people say, shit happens, yeah? yeah just just kind of yeah, deal with it. It's a, it's a kind of crude way of saying it. Yeah. But if you accept that, that things do happen in life and you've got no real control over it. Mm. I mean, some aspects you have control over. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, let's say, I don't know, you're walking and a car hit you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty big. That's a pretty big thing. <laughs> that went pretty yeah, fast. That went zero to hundred in seconds. Um, again, that's something that you have no control over. It happened. Yeah. And there was nothing that you could do or it was out of your control that, that mm. could have kind of um, stopped that from happening. So I think when you come into that mindset, your anxiety wears away it disappears yeah i guess so, yeah. so 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 Ro had a screwy look on his face so what were you gonna say i was gonna say you're you're waffling around that question <laughs> <laughs> i used to be a politician <laughs> um so how do you deal with anxiety then i don't know i speak to people if i've been like i've got mm. there's one person that i'll take like anything like if anything like she'll message me if something's wrong her end or my end yeah. or vice versa sort of thing but then otherwise, exercise, exercise and having a routine for me. Yeah. So, like, if I've got had, like, an anxious day at work or something, then I'll, I want my routine, like, yeah. gym or whatever, something, and then you feel so much better. That's well, for me. That's how I would do it. But, but, I mean, like, what, what happens if it's something that you have no control over? What I mean by that is, um, let's say... I know, let, let's say you got a disease, yeah, <laughs> and it's fucking you up on, on the daily. It's grinding you down. Yeah. You've obviously got no control over that because yeah. there's, there's no cure for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how would you then deal with that? That anxiety that comes with that. I would start to get anxiety over that. Hmm. I guess it's difficult to say because obviously you haven't had that kind of. Yeah, completely opposite. Oh, wrong example. Literally, I don't know. Ex for me, exercise is what 
it helps massively. Like, you get a dopamine hit from it. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, and then I'm back focused. I feel sharper. Yeah. Things like that. But but and then also your diet for me helps massively. Oh, the, yeah. the, the quick I think having a routine is is a key to anything. Yeah. Let's say eating right. You know, sleeping enough as well. Like, because there's loads. Of, there's loads of studies at the moment out there about your gut biome. Yeah. And how one of the massive causes of like depression, anxiety, and things mm. like that is all stems from your gut biome. Yeah. And processed foods. And processed foods and that's so obviously depending on what you put in, mm. because your gut is like your second brain. Yeah. So yep. what you're putting in will obviously trigger what goes on in your head. Yeah, yeah, of course. So on, like fresh. On, honestly, it's literally that saying: you are what you eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you don't appreciate, but until now. Absolutely. So, uh, no, no, this is, uh, again, one of the early points I made about that Dr. Um, Chatterjee. He took this kid's life and looked at it and inspected it and said, like, right, I want to look at your diet. Yeah. That was one of the first things he went to. He goes, I want to see what you're eating. And a lot of it was processed crap, sugary yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. When, when he cut that out, the kid felt so much better. So, obviously, going back on Rose's point about um, the gut being your second brain, mm. it is, honestly, it's true. So, when you, when, you, when you add all of these things up, so you get a bit of exercise in... Have this mindfulness, do the breathing, become mm. like go out one day a week where you're, you know, barefoot on the grass. Yeah. Like um, doing the Wim Hof method and then <laughs> like controlling your diet to the point where you're not eating crap sugary food. Yeah. Which is exactly what I've got in front of us. Yeah. Um, Dori- I mean, you got Ferrero Rocher, you got Doritos <laughs> and we got coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably the worst stimulants uh, <laughs> you can imagine. Um, but like I said, excessive, right? If you do it from time to time mm. and kind of moderate, it's then- fine. It's sort of easier said than done a lot of the time. Hundred percent. Like, you know, I have people say to me all the time, like, oh, "Do this, do that," but it's getting into that mindset, like, yeah, of changing things. Like, you know, especially when it comes to food, like, it's so easy to just go and get a, a burger, or you know, go and get something which is already there. Yeah. Like, it's harder to sort of get into that mindset of okay, cooking everything fresh or. And it's also time as well. It so is, if you're yeah. under pressure anyway yeah. with work, kids, I'll things say, like I mean, that. I've got two young kids, so it's like trying to find time to myself sometimes can be quite difficult. Yeah. Like, I mean, you do the school run and then you've got, yeah, nurseries and then... <laughs> so are, are, are there any um, kind of hobbies or activities you want to pick up that you will feel will help you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, mean, I used to go to the gym um, quite regularly, um, but like I say recently, that's all sort of stopped. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's just trying to get back into sort of doing things that you enjoy almost. So you, even if it's like drawing or, or something like that, it's just like take your mind off the pressures of it. But, you know. Ben's a fantastic artist. <laughs> Wouldn't say I was anymore. Really good. <laughs> Very good artist. So I think that was one of your, that was your bread and butter. Yeah, it probably um, was, yeah. But I, I feel like maybe, yeah, you should get back into you that. Sort of, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'd like to, but it's... Have you ever thought of customising shoes? No, <laughs> that's quite common now. That's quite a good thing. Yeah, when you when you do that, just take a cool blank hobby. canvas like an Air Force One, Air Force ones, yeah. white, yeah. and then yeah, you, never know. Like, you know he's covered head to toe in tattoos. Well, not the head, but <laughs> it's, got, it's, head. Got, it's got it's <laughs> got exactly not the head. I thought you got had a few neck tattoos. Only one, only one. Uh, I'm not I'm not like covered yet. Yeah. <laughs> no. But, but I remember those first few years when you were like. 18, 19, you just went straight into it. Yeah, I suppose because it was part of the crowd I, I sort of immersed myself in or, you know, sort of the joint, like culture sort of thing that I immersed myself in, like the music culture. And so, yeah, no, I, I know... You, you, I you know, sort of get wrapped up in it and... <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. And now I'm sort of, you know, 10, 15 years older. It's like, oh. Do you regret the tattoos or are you happy you got them? I wouldn't say... Because... Like, I, I don't see the point of regretting things because, you know, it's 
it's one of those things, it's part of who I am, it's something I did when I was younger, mm. you know, like, you know, it's memories of me younger sort of thing, like, absolutely, yeah, yeah, like, you know, you can't change what you've done, <laughs> That's very true. And you can't regret anything because at one point it was something it was yeah, something you wanted like to do. You enjoyed or yeah. it's like that you're into. So, Ro, let me ask you, you killed a like, kid 20 years ago. Do you regret that? I, I, I haven't. <laughs> but let's say you did. So you're saying you won't regret that. Well, no, you can't, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. You said don't regret anything that you've uh, done. No, is it like tattoos and stuff like that? Okay, right, right, specific stuff. That's a mad statement to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you're the one that came out with the statement of don't regret anything. Um, to, yeah, to an extent. extent. Okay, fine, yeah, you could add that little bit at the end, that little nugget. Jesus. That's the thing that saved you uh, to an extent. Yeah, I don't think there's any point in regretting, well, to a certain extent, choices <laughs> that you made. Like, yeah, fuck you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, we all went through different stages in life, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. It shapes you who you are. But, yeah, of course it does. But what you said there a second ago about how you have no kind of control over the past, mm. I think that's, that can help with a lot of people, you know, in a depressive mind state that mm. a lot of people dwell on the past. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. And that dwelling puts them in this kind of perpetuant cycle. Yeah. Because another thing that I read from, I don't think this is from study, but this is from someone's kind of spiritual um, um how would you say it? Dissecting of a of a kind of a thought is mm. that when when you're thinking of something in the past, mm. yeah, those memories invoke um, a reaction. No, 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 like a reaction in the body, like a, like an adrenaline rush, yeah, or something like that, yeah. And um, your body, right, your mind can't tell the difference between a present reaction and a past and a past reaction yeah. so that's why a lot of people have that kind of depressive state because they can't separate the two within the yeah, mind yeah. so once they start acknowledging that the past happened there's nothing i can do about it yeah. because what you can do about it is this moment right here the present yeah once you've come into that kind of and as they call it on those apps mindfulness realization yeah then it helps you come over that um depressive state like I said, guys like Ro and I, easier said than done because mm. obviously we haven't been through that. Yeah. But um, when you analyse it and look at it, it can go a long way to help yeah, yeah, um, yeah. someone. Because obviously, you know, like people, they, I mean, we have to be real here. People do suffer in day-to-day life. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to suffer as much. Like mm. you, you can suffer less. Yeah, yeah. Um, you by can control certain aspects. Like, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think like, you know, from what we've talked about, having support groups, mm. having activities, um, having mindfulness, uh, breathing techniques. And I think, you know, a combination of all mm. these things, you know, better diets can actually help you yeah. get you through the other side yeah, in a much yeah. better place. Yeah. Yeah, you're always constantly battling yourself. That's the thing with it, like depression. Like you're always constantly battling your brain, (laughs) your mind, almost. So it's. Are there any other aspects of kind of depression or mental health that people don't talk about? Would Um, you say? I don't think so. Um, That's. I mean, it you know affects people different ways. Like you know anyone who suffers from it is affected differently. Um, Whether it's I say their low moods or like say for example like weight as well like people lose weight with it mm. oh yeah um, yeah like I have like I've lost weight from it um, just because you sort of don't tend to look after yourself as much mm. like you sort of forget about looking after yourself and you sort of then like say you, they say you end up being in that sort of rut almost of like and it's a cycle isn't it I guess it is yeah yeah until you can sort of learn to break that cycle and 
sort of face it and deal with it, it's you know, it's just that initial thing of just going right. Yeah. <laughs> so what what makes you happy? What puts a smile on your face? <laughs> my kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, my children, and yeah, even just sitting down and watching a film or something. Um, so it's just trying to find little things that just sort of remind you. Yeah. Little uplift. Yeah, of like who you were, sort of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that's the thing you've got to try and go back to who you were before this, like. But then it's just trying to find what initially triggered it. <laughs> And then tackling it head on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. I, I, I felt like, um, you know, when you when you do a sport and mm. you get that kind of endorphin or dopamine hit, you do feel like so much happier, like in a kind of a really good yeah. place. Like when we used to play uh, football time. God damn it, yeah. Free kicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play free kicks all the time. Yeah. I guess obviously when you're younger like that, that, that kind of idea, because obviously, you know, with the pressures that you feel as an adult, you don't have those pressures when you're a lot younger. No, I think when we were younger, though, we didn't have all this social media. We didn't have, like, iPhones. We didn't have all this, like, technology. So, I think that's made a massive part. Yeah, it definitely has. Like, you know, we didn't have none of that when we were younger. Like, even though we were in early 30s, like, you know I mean? When we were 16, like, we had, all we wanted to do was play football. Absolutely, yeah. We're literally, like, summer holidays were out every single yeah, bloody day. we didn't day. have that, like, you know, social media aspect of things or... You know, your phone's constantly attached to you, whereas now, yeah. like, nowadays, everyone does, you know. My you can't nieces and nephews have got phones, and it's just like... Yeah, as soon as you turn six or seven, boom, you get a like, iPhone. Get an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, like, my nephew, he's um, ten, and every time he will come to a family occasion, he's got his headphones on, iPad, and then he's got a bag full of, like, DSs, PSPs. Like, he's got, like, all the little handheld consoles he you can want. And, like, he's got it all in his backpack, and he carries around with him. And, you know, he's constantly... Submerged in it, yeah. yeah, and it's you know it's yeah. quite worrying, really. You lose that social interaction, then, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do, yeah. So like we're here having this conversation. Mm. Like, if you then said to that kid, argument's sake, five years time, if he continues that cycle, mm. I would say that he's going to be very shy and very nervous because he's not yeah, used yeah. to that social interaction. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Bloody yeah. yeah. It makes it bloody worse. Yeah. Like you know, when we were young, we you know we. <laughs> So, so Ben, the, for anyone listening, what, what advice would you give them if they think they're going through depression or have anxiety? Just to speak to someone, um, even if it's like, say, reaching out to friends or someone they can sort of trust, you know, family member. Um, it's just that take that initial step of going, yeah, I've, I've got this problem. Yeah. You know, I need help. Because <laughs> um, I think a lot of time people are, especially men, are like sort of ashamed of it or embarrassed. Because obviously it's a massive sort of stigma amongst amongst men. Like it is. Um, so yeah, I think it's just taking that initial step of going, sort of holding your hands up and going, yeah, I'm not coping. The first stage is admitting it, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, yeah. Like anything like you know, you've got to admit it yourself, or you yeah. can help yourself almost. Wicked. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you very much, Ben, for coming no, on. No problem at all. Thank you. I think it's been really insightful. Like you wouldn't. Like a lot of people wouldn't have talked about it. A lot of people no. w- wouldn't have got that perspective of it. Yeah. Like for me and Phil, like we're aware of it and things yeah, like yeah. that, but yeah. we don't know the deep causes and things like yeah. that and how people deal with it. So it's no. like for me, it's given me ways that I can help other people. Yeah. So like having this podcast, if we can help one person, mm. yes, the, yeah, then yeah, we've done our job. Massive, we've yeah, done I mean, absolutely. Yes. You think like it's the biggest sort of killer amongst men? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the biggest statistic. Like. Unfortunately, is the massive killer amongst men our age. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, if you're um, if whoever's listening uh, 
thinks you know they're going through a bad time, anxiety or depression, um, it's, you can get into contact with us you know, if you want to talk about it or um, find. It. So you know, Calms is that? There's, there's a website. Yeah, there's a website. You just type in Calm into you know Google or you know. Right. Yeah. So if you type in Calm, um, I guess it's a men's support group, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And then if you're a female listener, um, I think it stands um, Campaign Against Liver Misery. Okay. That's what it stands for. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's anything from depression, anxiety, um, stress, yeah, know, yeah, anything that causes yeah. someone to be miserable. And, Absolutely. Um, and they got like a, I think they got a phone line that you can talk. Yeah, to that six line. Five days a week. That's good. Um, so you can call them. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth just taking that initial step and just owning up to it and going, yeah, I've got a problem. Absolutely, and 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 for those uh, listening, so for all you men out there, I think it's calms, and then um, for you females out there um, maybe the Samaritans or just get in touch with a friend of yours or a family member mm. um, you know you are loved and you know you, people do want to help you but how are we going to end this uh, podcast is we usually ask uh, qu- random questions <laughs> just to kind of gauge you and uh, just to keep you on track so Ro you want to hit with the first question yes so if you could have a dinner party <laughs> and you could invite three guests dead or alive oh. pretend your family are already here anyway yeah 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 so uh, <laughs> Three people who could you who would you invite and why? Oh man, that's a tough one. Oh, three put me on the spot there. Um, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, probably no, I don't know if I would actually. <laughs> they say you don't meet your heroes, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so yeah. It's a difficult one. Like, you know, you got like past comics and stuff. People that make you know movie stars. And... I said for mine, I wanted uh, Che Guevara, Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. And someone else? Hitler was a common one. I, w- I would have said Hitler. Because I, like, I would have questioned, what, what's your beef? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, you need a hug. Yeah. Come here, you need a hug, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's quite a controversial character. Some said... Oh, Arch- I mean, Robin Williams. The comedian? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's someone who's gone through mental illness. Exactly, which, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, they, they call him the sad clown. Well, yeah, I mean, to the untrained eye, he was, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Like, even like Chester Bennington as well. Yes, yeah, yes. Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like that'd be good. One who's like, um, you know, who went through a, a massive thing and, you know, it was, you know, unheard of. Like, you know, it wasn't documented at all. Like. So you have someone at your table telling you great jokes and someone singing you a song. Because, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, contrary to the belief, yeah, Chester wasn't a shouting dude. He actually had a banging voice. Yeah, no, he, he did, was, um, he's very talented. He did Adele's. Um, Rolling in the Deep? Yeah. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I love Linkin Park. Linkin Park was so good. Yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah. Was it um, Hybrid Theory? What yeah. was Jack Listen to? Banging album. Yeah, it was. Meteora? Um, Meteora. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he was, you know. And, uh, your, th- and your third guest? So, Robin Williams. Yeah, probably Chester Benson, so I would like to, you know, something that I relate to, I guess. Um, that's tough. Part of me wants to say Kurt Cobain, because obviously he was Ooh, another one. That's a good like, one. You know, that's was like a... You know, a genius, really. And then, and then you could ask Kurt Cobain, like, who pulled the trigger? Well, uh, yeah, you could do. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to actually know, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. That's another story, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. What about your question? Okay, so your ultimate, so ultimate five-a-side football team. Can I choose one that won the old school tournament? <laughs> you could do. Um, I think players for everyone out there, that will probably know these people. Yeah. Um, Go for it. 
Oh, I can't see Ronaldinho because he's in now prison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's now locked up. Free Ronaldinho. <laughs> is he actually? Because I heard he got arrested for having a fake passport in Paris. <laughs> he, is he I, going okay, to prison? Okay, okay. So what happened was, I think, yeah, is um, he had his Brazilian and Spanish passports taken away from him because of unpaid. Taxes or fines, right? <laughs> but how do you get a Paraguayan? Well, well, oh, no, a, it was a fake one. It was a fake one. Because the Paraguayan one apparently said that he was a resident in Paraguay. Yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> That's he, how he got caught. So he had a dodgy, like, passport. Said the you most famous Brazilian footballer the world has ever seen. They, they do fall far, don't they, from grace when they, when they do. Um, uh, yeah, yeah like Ronaldinho being one. Okay. Yeah, probably Ronaldinho, yeah. Um, goalkeeper, probably Gordon Banks. Go on, Banksy. Um, defender. Probably Maldini. Good choice, good choice. Maldini. Yeah. Um, Who's your next two? Striker. Oh, man. There's so many. There are um, hundreds. I mean, you've got like, your original Ronaldo. Yep. <laughs> you've got Raul. <laughs> yep. Um, but, I don't know, probably Ronaldo. Like, he was... And, you, and who, who, who's going to be your playmaker? Even though Ronaldinho is your playmaker, but... <laughs> Ronaldinho on a five-a-side pitch is all you need. Yeah, that's all you, you need, like really. A, you, know, you need a holding midfielder, don't you? Go on, who's your holding midfielder going to be? Jeez. Oh, You're going to go with Mr. Chelsea, Mr. Makaleli? No, 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 no. no. Um, probably um, Roy Keane. Roy Keane? Yeah. Good, solid, no-nonsense defender. Yeah, Not was... into any of his bling shit, just get the fucking job done. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Guys like him, guys like Carlos Puyo, you'll never see again. They were Mr. No-Nonsense. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. No, um, definitely. No-Nonsense. Yeah. Did you see that clip where Gerald Pica got hit with a lighter, and he went up to the referee saying, oh, I got hit by a lighter, and Puyo came running up to him, took the lighter, yeah. chucked into the crowd, and goes, you fucking get your ass and defend that guy. Yeah. yeah. Don't get defenders like that. Uh, no, no, no. He's good. But anyway, on that note, <laughs> that has been a really, really good podcast and we're really happy with that one. So so thank you for listening and thank you most importantly for Ben. Again, um, we're not doctors or anything like that. This is just our... <laughs> no. This is just, the way just a chat. You, this is just a little chat. We're trying to help people where we can, if anyone. And um, yeah, massive thank you to Ben for obviously opening up and so going through this. Thank you. Thank you, guys. But um, really, really insightful. So remember, if you do have any questions or anything, if you are struggling, feel free to talk to people, reach out to people. Yeah. And, um, Don't be ashamed. Yeah. So, um, I've been Ray. I've been Phil. I've been Ben. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.